0: Hello, Rip City, to all of you here in town and every quarter of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you are enjoying this beautiful Wednesday, the 17th of April. You are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. I am your co-host, Brandon Goldner, and here not with me yet again is the beautiful Keith Felton-Smith. He is a very busy, hardworking dude, could not join today. For the recap of game two, the Blazers now lead the Thunder 2 0 in this series. Really, really cool. I was at the Moda Center for game two, and that's what we're talking about tonight. If only briefly, the Blazers 114 to 94 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder again to take that 2-0 lead in the first round of the 2019 NBA playoffs. Pretty good stuff. And yes, I was there in Moda Center in standing room. Thank you to a secret Santa of sorts who was able to finagle me part of the price of a standing room ticket, which I very much appreciate. Thank you. You know who you are. And by the way, if you haven't done standing room before, it's pretty freaking cool. Like if you like. Like yelling if you like jumping around if you like having some room if you like having a ton of energy and not just being in your seat standing room is probably the right thing to do like you can get there early you can sit down like there's enough room to sit there's enough room to like stand and like literally jump like i'm the kind of person who gets excited during games like i yell stuff like i jump a little bit i mentioned that i like jumping around and standing room is actually really good for that. And I was not quite set dead center court, but pretty close. But yeah, uh, standing room tickets are 38 bucks plus fees, but 38 bucks, and all the way against the back of the wall at the very, very back of the stadium. But it's really cool. It's really not that much different at all from any other 300 level seat. And again, like for me, I actually enjoy the experience more. So had a great time. This game though, game two in this series, let's talk a little bit about the themes of the game and then the theme of this series as it goes back to Oklahoma City for game three on Friday. The Blazers were not favorites heading into the series. Let's start there. They were more or less slight underdogs from most people's perspective. Because they didn't have Ennis Kanter, which is completely understandable. Most people, not everybody, but most people... Picking the Thunder to win this series. And so the Blazers getting that game one win was absolutely critical. That was a close game where the Blazers got out to a large lead and then were able to to take it home and didn't really trail most of that game one. Game two was different. Uh, The Blazers found themselves down double digits early in this game. They look flustered. They looked confused. Frankly, both teams looked a little bizarre and out of sorts, particularly in the very beginning. Like I thought okay game two those game one first game of the playoff jitters will be gone like both teams are gonna come out looking super sharp that isn't what happened they looked just again both teams weird and then the thunder jumped out to an early double digit lead and honestly like the this the feeling that i had at no point during that time did it feel hopeless or like oh no they're gonna lose like i never felt that personally it just felt like both teams were trying to feel stuff out Uh, The Thunder were doing a pretty good job of making the Blazers uncomfortable. Uh, The Blazers didn't look like they had anything going on offense really until the end of that second quarter uh they they put on this flurry that i can't remember like each and every shot and i guess maybe to help me through this conversation i should pull up the play-by-play which could be helpful to make it sound like at least i know what i'm talking about but the blazers were down by six late in that second quarter when stephen adams made a free throw to make it 53 47 and then in the course of a minute 18 maurice harkless hits a three or sorry maurice harkless hits a floater uh, damian lillard Uh, got a layup, and then, of course, the play to end the half. Damian Lillard running out the clock, driving, kicking to McCollum for three to tie it at halftime. You have no idea how important that was for the crowd. I actually think that three, when it was right at the end of the half, and particularly to tie the game, I think that is what really, really got the crowd juiced up for that third quarter and may have precipitated what happened in the second half of the game. But before we get there, I would like to bring you exclusive audio. The Trailcasters, Keith and Brandon, were both at Moda. We talked at halftime when the game was tied. Let's go right now to past Keith and past Brandon, talking about the first half of game two. Let's go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Keith and I are at the Oh three- my god. Oh,
1: Center. Okay, here's the spot. Uh, 300 level of the Motor Center at the Pines? The Pines, that is correct. The Pines, the local bar up by, uh, by wonderful half-season seats up in 334. Come it on, is, it me. it
0: It is totally packed. Um, yes. And we're here at game two of the 2019 first round of the NBA playoffs against the Blazers and the Thunder. Keith, I believe the Blazers and Thunder are now tied. We are now tied at 54 the half. Tell me a
1: little bit about the last couple minutes of that half, like from your your own words. Oh, I'll tell you a little bit. I'll give you one phrase, a couple words, one hashtag. Hashtag fire Scott Foster. That hashtag hashtag fix the refs. Oh my hashtag God. fix the NBA. So ridiculous. I've never seen, well, maybe I've seen it before, but with such one sided officiating. Oh my God. It's really bad, and like,
0: it's one of those things. I'm not as big on the like official NBA referee crusade as you are, Keith, but
1: game yes like immediately it's like god damn it it's Scott Foster. Immediately immediately is was a problem. He is the most crooked ref in the NBA. He is the closest sides to Tim Donnie of anyone else out there. All sorts of records. Actually I saw a great Reddit thread today going up about how he favors the away team in a Majority really? of his calls, yeah. So he's literally biased by home fans booing him, and of course, this is what happens when he makes such ridiculous calls. He doesn't call any sort of elbows on Paul George throwing the elbows like multiple plays in a row. Yet yeah, he's calling like the slightest contact for Dennis Schroeder on the other end if Dame touches him a little bit.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of questionable calls, no doubt about a it. Couple. <laughs> but tell me a little bit more about the game flow in the last couple minutes of that half. Because basically, let me give you my perspective. The Blazers, it felt like they were playing from behind basically the whole game.
1: But then, near the end of the second half, felt like the skies opened. Right. The heavens went, oh! Something happened. So, yeah, the Blazers definitely not quite as hot of a start as we had last time. You didn't see a 15-point lead or 19-point lead come out. You did see uh, Thunder open up to, I think, a 10-point lead at one point, 46-36. But Damien, I, I, the Blazers, led by Dame, getting in at the end there. Really striving for rebounds of the team, too. You've seen a lot of battles under the hoop. But Dame is really pushing it. He is really fighting in there. Almost, I think, got a tech for... Uh, contact Westbrook at all but Scott Foster called it yeah I mean it was
0: like here's the thing like here's how I felt as a fan I'm not looking at the stats I'm just watching the game it felt like the Blazers were in it the whole time but they were kind of running in quicksand and then all of a sudden they finally got traction at the end of the half Damian Lillard drives and finds TJ McCollum for that three buzzer
1: beater to end the half 54, yeah, after the giant three from CJ at the buzzer.
0: How are you feeling about the second half?
1: I'm nervous. Uh, it's tough to play five versus eight. It's a really hard thing to go up against <laughs> a team like that. Uh, but I, I feel like you're seeing the Thunder's free throw percentage drop. You're seeing their three-point percentage fall through. I think they're like 25% from deep already. So... Board, on, on, on paper, we are the better team. We lead in a lot of the important stats here. It's just a matter of if it's going to hold up as it, as, as it does tonight and if it will be influenced by Scott Foster.
0: I feel like the Blazers have more room to improve in this game than the Thunder do, so I'm going to
1: go out and land. I think the Blazers win tonight. I, mean, I can see it. I mean, look, after a... Uh, the first game we saw, when Blazers took that one down, they did not at all play their best basketball. Nowhere near it. They are playing solid ball tonight. The problem is, again, they're facing an uphill battle. I, ha- You know, whatever hashtag you want to throw in there, this is definitely not a even game, one direction versus the other. Uh, but if you can see any better basketball than what we saw in game one, you got to believe the Blazers have a pretty good chance. One last thing about the officials, I did think it was pretty funny. One of the first
0: plays of the game was that the referees called the ball off the Thunder, and then they switched the call to be off the right, Blazers. Right, And then they looked at the monitor. They yeah. saw it. Yeah, it was see off, Stephen, at, at monitor, it was like. off <laughs> Stephen Adams, and they called it off Thunder. So
1: maybe the referee's go to halftime and do some work. I don't know, but... I think the Blazers win. You think the Blazers win? I, oh, I'm taking the Blazers for sure. Okay. But yeah, it really is just more evidence that if you let the refs use the cameras, they could get the call right. But they just shouldn't have to look up at the fucking Jumbotron to have that be the camera they have access to. Man, I'm ready for robot refs. I'm ready for... Just just give them the fucking cameras. You can have human refs. Just let them use the tools available. Hashtag fix the refs. Not, not fire the refs. Hashtag fix the refs. Hashtag fix the NBA. And hashtag fire fucking Scott Foster because he sucks.
0: Hashtag stop making Keith upset. Blazers, Thunder, 54 piece at half. Let's see what happens
1: in the second
0: half. Thank you very much, past Keith and past Brandon. Great to hear from both of you. You could hear the optimism in our voices. Like, it did sound like the Blazers had another gear to kick into, and boy, did they in that third quarter. It was so much fun to see the Blazers come out and just start piling it on and piling it on and piling it on. I mean, it was like... It really felt like something had like broken loose, something just felt like it unstuck. And like, again, as someone who was just in the crowd, like as a fan, you could just feel the tension in the arena dissolved and it turned into this collective mass of excitement as the team was starting to play better and starting to play better and you know it was fairly close kind of near the end of that half so with two minutes to go or three minutes rather it was only 77 to 71 uh the blazers were only up six with about three minutes to go and then rodney hood got a pull up and then ferguson for the thunder he got a dunk seth curry hit a three seth curry hit another three Then Westbrook had a few free throws, but then Dame got fouled on a three, went to the line, hit all three. That made it a 13-point game. And then, of course, just like CJ McCollum hit that shot to end the half, Damian Lillard with the big three-pointer to end the third quarter, and everybody was absolutely just out of their mind, going nuts. It was 91-75 to heading into the fourth. And it honestly... I'll just speak for myself. It personally did not feel like it was a done deal. I can remember when I was a kid, I was watching the Golden State Warriors, and mind you, this is back in like the early 90s. The Warriors were playing another team that I can't remember, but I remember very distinctly that the Warriors were down by 20 points heading into the fourth, and they came all the way back to win. So ever since I was a little kid, I have it in my mind, look, if you're not up by more than 20 points heading into the fourth, then the game could turn. So... I honestly felt like not nervous, but like I was not ready to celebrate yet. But the Blazers did enough in that fourth quarter to hold on. And when I'm looking back at the play by play, it felt in the arena like, OK, not much is happening during the beginning of this fourth quarter. And the play by play is bearing that out. Uh, Marquise Morris hit a few free throws and Siege McCollum uh, had a layup. But that's all that happened until 9.30 left in the quarter. So basically the Blazers held that lead, maintained that lead. They were able to go to garbage time and put in Anthony Simons, put in Scala BCA, put in all of the bench players. And it was pretty cool to see the bench mob out in such an important game, this game too. Like we thought, oh, we'd see adjustments for the Thunder. They'd come out, you know, not wanting to go down 0-2. And yet the Blazers did way more than they needed to do. You know, they were down early. They came back, tied the game in half, and then just had this monster third quarter where they outscored the Thunder 37 to 21. And it was just so much fun. Like, and I just, before I get into stats, I just want to talk about the atmosphere being at the arena. Like I heard some people, and by some people, I mean Dustin Haas of the Holy Backward Podcast, saying that this was the loudest Moda Center had been since Dame's point nine shot, against Houston to bring the Blazers into the second round. I was there in standing room by the way. I was there for the point nine shot. I remember how insane that was. And this game was not at that level, but like for someone to say that Moda Center hasn't been as loud as it was yesterday since that shot, a is Pretty remarkable. And B, like, I could totally understand that it was loud. Like, this was a legit home court advantage. Like, when people talk about how great Memorial Coliseum was and how great of a home court advantage Portland had in the past and, you know, still kind of have to today, like, it was games like yesterday that really brought that out. It was so cool and so much fun to be there in person. So, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the box score. I want to start with Ennis Cantor, who had a hand injury. He got an x-ray. Fortunately, the x-rays were negative. He just has a bruised hand. He'll be back for game three. But Ennis Cantor only played 20 minutes, had six points, five boards. And it's funny because some people, some people, some national podcasts or other regional podcasts of other teams were saying, oh, Kanner got played off the floor. No, his hand got hurt and he didn't come back after that. Kanner was a plus 12 in his 20 minutes, and I get that the Blazers won by 20, so like you would expect that, but for the series, Canner's like a plus 27 over these two games, and for all the talk of oh, his defense is going to play him off the floor, like... Yeah, he's not a great defender, okay? He's not. Like, we know that NS is not a great defender, but, like, he's bringing more than enough on offense with those rebounds, those extra possessions to make up for it, at least so far in the series, and that's really, really good to see. In addition to Ennis Canner, some other role players, again, Seth Curry, three for four from deep for nine points, like only 18 minutes. As I said last game, I want Seth Curry to get more minutes. He, I think that he could play more. When he got taken out, I think it was in the third. When he got taken out, like he could have stayed in and maybe should have stayed in. And meanwhile, like Evan Turner, who is my favorite player of all time, uh, Evan Turner over two, zero points, three or two turnovers. One of them was a really dumb Evan Turner pass. Not so great. Rodney Hood two for seven for four points in his 26 minutes. Not so great, but it's, like, actually let's go through a couple more and then I'm going to go to who I really want to talk about. Uh, Aminu and Harkless were incredible on defense as they were in game one. The box score doesn't give it justice, although Harkless did have 14 points on six for nine shooting and nine boards. That's more reflective of what the the impact that he had than Aminu's six points and four boards and three assists, three steals. Still, I mean, both of them, again, like you can't just look at the box score. You have to look at how they were playing that they were guarding Paul George. They were switching between themselves to guard Paul George, and they did an incredible job, even though he had a better game today for sure, but they were jamming stuff up. Uh, I'd be really remiss if I didn't talk about Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum going 12 for 22, 33 points. By far the best game he's had since that Poplidius injury. Took him out for 10 games. Also had eight boards, five assists. Um, CJ had plus 23 in his 36 minutes, and again, 33 points for him. Damian Lillard, 29 points, six assists, four rebounds, four from eight for deep, and totally relishing the matchup with Russell Westbrook. How many moments in this game were there where Damian Lillard was clearly just trying to go against Russell Westbrook and I was absolutely there for it. The two plays that stuck out in my mind, one is when they were kind of like fighting for a loose ball and like Westbrook was on the ground and then like he flopped and he starts like talking to the ref like, oh, like Damian Lillard was hitting me. And it's like, dude, shut up for real. And the other one, which I mean, you've maybe seen the clips, Damian Lillard playing lockdown defense on Westbrook. You have to see the entire clip to see that first Dame strips Westbrook of kind of like a little rip through, tries to get a shot up. Damian Lillard strips the ball. Westbrook gets the ball back. Westbrook puts up a three. Damian Lillard's right there. Westbrook misses and Dame like flexes as the Blazers get that defensive rebound. The ball goes to Dame. He walks down the court and for whatever reason Westbrook doesn't realize that Damian Lillard's the second best deep three-point shooter in the league, leaves him open from a couple steps behind the arc and Dame just cans it, putting his hands up. It was so much fun. Like I mean it is so much fun to root for Damian Lillard. Like what a great game like The (laughs) games one and two, if you didn't know that Damian Lillard was one of the best players in the NBA, you know, now, if you're not a fan of the Blazers, you know, now how good Damian Lillard is. And it's not just his play on the court. It's all of the extra stuff that makes him a superstar. Like seriously, like filling a role for the Blazers that they haven't had in this way. Maybe ever. I mean, Clyde Drexler. Yes. Okay. But Brandon Roy, like, you know wasn't around long enough lamarcus aldridge not really a leader for as good of a player as he is but damian lillard the moxie the swag the the absolute raw skill and doing it in a way that's not annoying and doesn't really wear on you i mean he's just so much fun to root for but that's not who I want to talk about. I want to talk about Myers Leonard, a plus 17 in his 15 minutes, only five points and four rebounds. But the defense that Myers Leonard played, the screens he was setting, the block that he got on Paul George that was called the goal 10, which was absolute bullshit. That was not a goal 10. It was clearly a block. Myers Leonard looking absolutely settled. He looks confident. He looks sure of himself. And he understands his role. The game is going at a pace that he can easily keep up with now. This is not the old Myers Leonard. He's looked this way basically all year. And was he like maybe like over gesticulating and like flexing a little too much? Like, I don't know. Whatever. But like. He he was getting legitimate, like, crowd appreciation from Moda after being booed for so many years. I mean, Casey Holdall, who's the beat reporter for the Trailblazers, pointed out on Twitter that, like, the crowd was, again, legitimately rooting for Myers Leonard. And that's just not, pardon me for my burps, that's just not something that we've seen a lot because of how he's played, because he's looked out of place for kind of a long time. He looked so good in this game. And as I tweeted on Twitter at GoldnerPDX, if you're not following me, Myers Leonard is replacing that part of Nurkic that is the big body that can set screens, that can create space, that can literally just be like a big body. He's so much bigger than Cantor or Collins. It's not even funny. And it's super valuable in this series against someone like Steven Adams, who, by the way, looks a little slow of foot. And the Thunder in general not looking so great so again before we go to the thunder myers leonard like shout out dude like you you looked awesome you deserved it what a fun game too you can tell i had a lot of fun here but really quick on the thunder paul george uh he said his shoulders weren't hurting him and the box score doesn't lie 27 points eight boards on 11 and 20 shooting but russell westbrook who in his post-game comments called his performance unacceptable he really was unacceptable five for 20 he did have nine boards and 11 assists, but only 14 points was a team worst and a game worst, negative 27 in his minutes, but five for 20, one for six for deep. But listen to these the, these shooting numbers for the Thunder. We all thought after game one, the Thunder would shoot better from three. Just listen to this. Two for seven, O for five, one for six, one for six, one for five, one for one, O for two, O for one, O for one. For a total of five for 28, that's the Thunder shooting from three. That ain't going to get it done. Like... This game, even if they had hit their shots, it still would have been a Blazers win. The Blazers made adjustments after that first quarter. The Thunder look a little discombobulated. They don't have much coming off the bench. Dennis Schroeder looks like garbage. Felton looks like garbage. Ner- Ner- Nerlens Noel actually looks pretty good. Uh, Markeef Morris looks a little bit like garbage. Like, they don't have a lot coming off their bench that can help them. And the thing about that is... When a team goes home, the bench tends to play better. So I think we're going to get more of this Oklahoma City bench in Game Three. They're a, they're a favorite in Game Three by seven points. So the line right now is Thunder plus seven. If I'm a betting person, I am taking the under on that all day every day. Like I I, I do think the Thunder probably still will win Game Three. I still have this going as a seven game series. Like the Thunder have not played well and the blazers you know to be fair have not played like supernova awesome like there's still room for improvement there but like i do think this is going to be a long series still now if the blazers go into game three and take that game it's 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 over um the series will be over we also know that that ho- that teams who have home court advantage who go into game three leading two to zero They win those series out of like 200 plus series. They win it like, I think it's like 85% of the time or even more than that. So the Blazers are in good position. Uh, that's great, but they still have a lot of work to do. Like, uh, and and the good news, more good news. I think the Blazers understand that. I don't think that they're looking past anything. I don't think they're feeling like super full of themselves after this. Like even Damian Lillard's celebrations, minus the ones that were like one-on-one matchups with Westbrook, which he's obviously having a lot of fun with. We're pretty muted. Like he's not running around like a peacock like oh like we're so much better than the thunder like the thunder could totally play better and they could totally take game three and things look a lot different that happens but you know until then the only data points we have to go off of the blazers are up by two they're up to zero they won the second game by 20 points like that's what we have to go off of and until something substantively changes in the thunder like until their role players play like way better, like until both Paul George and Russell Westbrook play, play well at the same time. Like that's what we have to go off of. And like, again, if I were a betting person, the thunder plus seven in game three, take the under on that. I would still think, I think the thunder going to win in a squeaker, not ready to talk about game four yet, but I did just want to jump on and get a little bit of game three action. I got a key. I got a text from Keith here. What does he say? Uh, but, 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 but no. Okay. So Keith's gonna me all to join us. Darn it. That's okay, but uh, I did want to get this podcast out because game two was so much fun, Hopefully you had fun watching it too. If you have anything that you wanted to say or ask about, like for the rest of the series, hit us up at Trailcasters. That's gonna be Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Our email is trailcasters at gmail.com. As you're listening right now, the intro, outro, and interlude beats, and again, the ones you're listening to, like literally right now, they're brought to you by Odar. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash Beats. I wanna say thank you to our sponsors, Envy Adventure, and clearly speaking, I'm not going to attempt to do the outro this time because Keith does such a good job. But I just want to say that I really, really appreciate all of you who listen to the show. It makes it so much fun. And if you could leave a review for us, that would be hugely appreciated. It, it like, I know it sounds kind of repetitive. You hear from all these podcasts, leave us a review. <laughs> It helps us reach more people. It helps the podcast grow. And no, we're not not a big podcast. Like, we're not making money off of this. Like, we're having fun with this. And we literally would like to share that with people. Like, that's why we do it. Like, Keith and I were talking, like... We've been doing it for two years, and, you know, it's not like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, it's such hard work, but, like, it takes some effort and some consistency, and we wouldn't do it if it weren't fun, and it's fun because of all of you, and thank you. Like, that means a lot to us. So, until next time, find us at Trailcasters. Hit us up at trailcasters at gmail.com. Hit me up at goldenpdx or Keith at Rip City Keith. We love all of you. Thank you so much. Go Blazers. Rip City, up 2-0. Oh, yeah.